Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Rachel. And I'm Roberta. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. A couple of royal reminders before we dive in. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group at Royally Obsessed. You can subscribe to our podcast and leave us a royal rating of five stars. The only thing we want for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and send us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. We really love to hear from you. Roberta, how are you? I'm good. Rachel, we are so close to Christmas. Home so like stretch. <laughs> eight days away. I cannot believe it from when we're recording. What are you most excited for for the holidays? I feel like I'm excited for honestly just a little bit of a break. I just need to kind of log off and just, you know, watch a bunch of TV, watch, watch a bunch of holiday movies. One of my favorite things to do is yes. watch all those old classics like Home for the Holidays or uh, – It's a Wonderful know. Life. It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, is that top of – that's actually never on my list, but I should have it on what? my list. Yeah. That has to be on your list. And The Bishop's Wife, have you ever seen that? No. Oh. No. Wait, that's not the Whitney Houston one, The Preacher's Wife. No, no, no. This one's old, old. Oh. Um, I don't the Preacher's know. Wife is one of my faves. I have such random eclectic Oh, it's Cary with- Grant. It's Cary Grant, oh. The Bishop's Wife. Yeah. And All he's right. an angel. Cary Grant's an angel. I got um, It's a Wonderful Life vibes from that movie, but I, I oh love old gosh. movies. So my parents always have Turner Classic movies on oh, all the time. That. Oh, my god! <laughs> so we watch a lot of old – but I do love Christmas movies so much. I'm so looking forward to getting a chance to read and catch up on my yes, reading. Yes, same, Because I same. have – Two really good books. I'm reading The Vanishing Half by Oh, Brit I am too. Bennett. Wait, but I, you are? Yes, I just got it. I'm so, well, actually, I was supposed Wait, to read it for what? my book club, and then I failed at meeting the deadline of my book club, and we all gave everyone an extension. So we're having like book club 2.0. Oh. So that's what I'm reading right now. It's so good. It's so good. And I feel and like I loved her I first had, book, The Mothers, too. So oh, I haven't read that. If I had the time, I think I would actually read it in like two days because yeah. I, I like really think it's gonna go by fast but I just don't so I'm really looking forward to having the time to like because also I made a New Year's resolution which I resolutions however you feel about them whatever but I wanted to read 12 books this year I've only read nine so you're very close though but I have you know how many days like 14 (laughs) days and (laughs) three books so you can do it Roberta I really want I like hate when I don't complete a goal but (laughs) Whatever. All right. Well, this episode, it is one week till Christmas, and I feel like the royals are packing it all in. The announcements, the events, the news, there's so, so much. It's been like a we, blitz. <laughs> like, since last episode, I feel like Rachel and I have been constantly like, what is going – every day there's something new. So, yeah, since the royal train tour, so much. The Cambridges were on the red carpet. The Sussexes now have a Spotify deal. And there's another royal-ish baby. Yeah, royal Royal adjacent. adjacent. (laughs) Yes, yes. Oh, but first, Roberta, what are we sipping? And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. I was hoping to have a mimosa. 
but I was I, wrong. My refrigerator inventory, I thought I had OJ or at least tangerine juice from Trader Joe's, which is delicious. Mm. Um, but I just had bubbly. So here we go. <laughs> I have a mimosa. Hold the OJ. I am just sipping. Yeah. I felt I actually, yeah, it's just okay about it. Yeah, I do too. Just take a sip. Yeah, I had to pause and take a sip. It's actually, it's really waking me up. Something about it. Clink, clink. Clink, clink. Well, while we are sipping, I wanted to read a listener DM from Saga. Hey, I'm currently catching up on episodes of Royally Obsessed. Can't miss an episode. The show is too good. Well, you are too kind. (laughs) Uni work has been heavier than usual this autumn, so I'm right now on the episode on Harry's birthday. You might have talked about this in a more recent episode, and I just haven't gotten to it yet, but I have a question regarding Harry and Meghan's Netflix deal. I know that Prince Edward and Sophie took a step back from royal duties to try out a career in TV, and it ended up being pretty much a flop. Royal reporters here in Sweden have said that the door back to royal duties was open for Harry and Meghan up until the Netflix deal was made because of the recent season of The Crown giving the British royal family a bad reputation. My question, do you think that the Queen and other members thought that Harry and Meghan would do something similar to what Prince Edward and Sophie did, try it out for a little while, and then go back when it fails, but it ended up backfiring after Netflix entered the picture? Good question. I feel like this all stems from if you think that... The Crown has given them a, a bad reputation when you we already know a lot of what went down in The Crown. I don't know. This is like – it's just like the – I think it's how you look at The Crown because I look at, at it as such an entertaining TV series that's so fun to watch, but I don't take it as like a history book. So I think that that's like – but – that's like beside the point. <laughs> no, I think that that's a good point of view. I I feel like for me, it's also comparing like apples to oranges a little bit. I don't think that Harry and Meghan signing on with Netflix is similar at all to Edward's production company, which was called Art yeah. and Productions. That was dissolved in 2009. And Edward only produced royal documentaries. And that's, I think, why it was a flop because people kind of criticized him for using his royal connections, which were, you know, good connections to do. Right. You know, he did a documentary about the restoration of Windsor Castle, his uncle Edward VIII, among other things. And it was liquidated, the whole company. So, And he even had to issue an apology. Do you remember this, Roberta? After sending a camera mm. crew to St. Andrews while Prince William was a student there, and there was a privacy agreement, and he did that, which seemed kind of weird. So It sounds so awkward. Like, my uncle just sent, like, a camera crew to my school. Yeah. And, like, this is, Very opportunistic. Yeah, definitely. Whereas I think that Harry and Meghan are producing – their their kind of goals and agenda with Netflix is so different. And also they, you know – I don't think they ever wanted to return, right? Yeah, that's the thing. It feels like they never wanted to go back anyway. And I think there's so much speculation about this, like – one-year agreement with the Queen and all that stuff. But we know from the Queen's original statement, yes, there were some, you know, there was a lot of difficult aspects of that announcement, the timing of it for Harry and Meghan. But I I think that they have the Queen's blessing. They're still working on yeah. her behalf. My takeaway of the year in review was that they just needed to hash out the details and logistics yeah. of how it would all work. I really don't think it was like, we think you'll come back in yeah, 12 like months. We're leaving so the like, door let's open. leave the door open. No, I don't you'll think so see. at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got the vibe that this was very permanent on their end. And and something that the queen knew was permanent but wanted to be able to say like okay like they just separated their legal offices from Buckingham Palace and that just happened now you yeah. know so like it did take a, tw- a full 12 months to kind of work out those details so i do think that that was never part of yeah. the plan i mean as much as we would love to have that big 
you know, reunion. And I think that will come. But obviously, I don't think Harry and Meghan will ever, like, rejoin as senior working royals. Yeah, it's so interesting. But anyways, good question. I love those kinds of questions. Yeah. And speaking of the crown mention, we do need to plug a very special episode coming next week, our Christmas episode our Christmas gift to you, our listeners. We are dissecting season four of The Crown with historian Sally Bedell-Smith. She is the biographer behind Prince Charles, The Passions and Paradoxes of an Improbable Life. She is going to be sorting fact from fiction with us for all of season four. So if you haven't finished, I recommend you finish. It is spoiler filled so you do not want to miss it (laughs) yeah make sure you've watched before you listen to our episode but definitely listen to our episode (laughs) all right well this week in royal history and now this week in royal history Let's look back at some royal Christmas cards, which we have to plug that the Royal Courier, who was a guest on the pod on Instagram, has been counting down to the royal Christmas card release with all of the royal families. It has past been such a delight. I love cards. that she's doing it. And she is also reaching way back into the archives. So there's some real gems. The older ones are what get me the most. I feel like those are the most fun to look at because I have never seen them before. I, I know. think that's so much fun. I totally agree. Well, in honor of the Cambridge's Christmas card getting leaked, let's throw it back. So do you have a favorite, Rachel? Okay. Well, so I'm definitely, I've been scanning the Royal Courier's options, but I've also, you know, followed it over the years. And I still feel like this is such a random pick, but like the one where Harry, William, and Charles are hiking somewhere and they're kind of leaning on walking sticks, but it's this sort of (laughs) photography vibe. It's very, you know, dated, but properly dated. It's like staged candids with it's a little cheesy, but they look so giddy, their grins and stuff like that. And I think it was from, uh, I want to say it was 1996. So I think it was, you know, right after Diana and Charles's divorce was finalized. Oh, wow. Uh, So, or right around that time. So I just, that's one of my favorites. But what about you? So Teenage Harry and William. Yeah, it's Teenage Harry and William. Yeah, that's awesome. Mine's a little more recent. I loved... 2018 Megan and Harry's never before seen reception picture with the fireworks and like their silhouettes black and white you know they're framed against this firework backdrop you can't see their faces but we know she's wearing that second dress that's the halter dress by Stella McCartney it's like uh, it's so good it's out of like Vogue it's beautiful yeah yeah and also to not know that much about the reception then to see that it's like okay now I feel like it is a fairy tale they and they've been doing that a (laughs) lot yeah really they've been doing that a lot with in recent years where they release a never-before-seen picture, but I had to look up some of the history. So the Christmas cards date back to at least 1914 when Queen Elizabeth II's grandparents, King George V and Queen Mary, sent a greeting card to their troops fighting in World War I as part of a gift tin for soldiers. So Queen Elizabeth wanted to keep with her grandparents' tradition, and so she, then Princess Elizabeth, sent cards to the troops during World War II in 1942. She was only 16 at the time, and it's a portrait of her wearing her official wartime uniform. And so since then, they've kind of, I think it really picked up in the 50s, and they've really kept it up ever since. And it used to be a portrait that the public had already seen or that had been taken. Now it's, you know, something that we don't get to see in it. So it's a surprise, which I feel like is really delightful for everyone. Um, But the Cambridge's card this year was actually leaked online. Did you see it? I did see it. It's very different from years past. I thought it was really interesting, especially because the fashion was much more muted. I don't feel like you were really, other than Charlotte's sweater, IDing many of the outfits, whereas last year – 
Yeah. You could see that, you know, I think Kate's dress was Bowden. Is that right? From last year. And it was like I immediately wanted to buy. But this one was much more just a neutral palette. Yeah. A lot of people feel like it's very fall-y. Like there's the stacked firewood logs behind them. But it does look really recent because George looks – so big. Like, I feel yeah. like the kids look so grown up, and Louis has this, like, amazing smile where his mouth is open and his eyes are squinting closed, and he's laughing so hard, and it's yeah. adorable. But it, yeah, so it, it leaked. It's not official, though. And what's interesting is Tatler this morning, I sent this to Rachel yeah. this morning over Instagram, posted something that was like, okay, the palace has cleared the card to be used, and they had an actual, like, it looked like a high res. JPEG of the picture, and then they deleted it. Yeah, and so it's like whoa, whoa. And what's their webpage goes to a four hundred four, so I wonder if they didn't quite have permission. Yeah. It's so so fascinating. I yeah, why though? Yeah. But the the technical difficulties. Leaked. Who knows? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like Kensington Palace is like, wait, no, 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 take it down. We want it to be a surprise. I don't know. Um, but the card that was leaked is was sent to the NHS staff supposedly, and it reads to all the amazing NHS staff, wishing you a very happy Christmas and New Year. So that was really sweet. And I think that's nice that they sent it to them first. Kind of like a Yeah, for sure. You know, I like think a that little that's treat. Definitely, definitely. And I did like the backdrop too with all the who's chopping that wood is what I want to know. <laughs> that's a lot of wood. <laughs> that's a lot of I mean, they ha- probably have like 10 fireplaces, right? In the Anwar. I don't know. Something yeah. crazy. That's so, that requires a lot. A lot. So silly. <laughs> All right. Well, a lot of news. Like we said, they're blitzing before the end of the year. I feel like they had like a deadline or something, December 31st, the Cambridges and the Sussexes. But, um, you know, a site we didn't expect to see at all was in 2020 in general with the pandemic and everything, the Cambridges with the kids on the red carpet. So what we saw was, you know, it's holiday break for them. The lockdown was temporarily lifted. And that's like, we'll come back to that. But they, you know, the Cambridge family, Kate, William, Charlotte, George, and Louis all went and checked out Pantoland, a pantomime performance at the London Palladium. And so I was kind of curious, like, what exactly that performance includes but i guess it's a it's a uk christmas tradition and it's a slapstick style of humor lots of jokes and requires audience participation so very fun i'm sure the oh, kids were really into that. it yeah and the performance was actually for a show a special show for key workers and they all sat socially distanced they followed the guidelines wore masks and those in the audience included nhs frontline workers the london ambulance service the military delivery drivers and i thought this was interesting too for those socially distant seats the empty ones the National Lottery is actually on has a campaign where they're covering the cost of those so that theaters are supported and as if they have like a full like people are buying out the house. So that's I think incredible because yeah, that's amazing. theaters are really struggling especially right now. Um yeah. and Prince William started off by making a speech and thanking everyone for their sacrifices and he also paid homage to Dame Barbara Windsor who passed away at 83 just recently the East Enders actress and he called her mm. a national treasure which um I know many feel that way. So but I guess my question for you Roberta is what was your comfort level when you saw them? How did you I guess how did you feel with the state of the pandemic. So my first initial thought was like, okay, why aren't they wearing masks? And it's obviously, I think, for that red carpet photo and everyone else around them is wearing masks, like even the little elves, all the other key workers are wearing masks. So when they're walking down the red carpet, it seems like because, you know, they're outside and 
they're pretty well spaced apart. Like no one's that close to them that yeah. it felt okay. But then inside, Kate and William do mask up and the kids don't. Yeah, that gave me anxiety. Yeah, same. But then I saw that London doesn't require kids under 12 to wear masks. Interesting. I mean, yeah, they're following the guidelines. I'm not disputing that at all. Right, right. Yeah, but, but I it mean, made me just a little because the, lo- the lockdown just ended. And then interestingly, I said we would get to this, but the current COVID status, all those theaters are closed as of Tuesday this week. It, the, it escalated to tier three, which is they, you know, they now tiered the level of restriction. So it was a great, like, you know, moment for the Cambridges to be like, theaters are reopened. Like, this is an important part of our, you know, culture. And it was great for them to shine a spotlight on that. But now they're closed again because it's, you know, the numbers are too high. So it's just interesting. Uh, I just, I feel like this was really like their last thing of the year and to end it with the kids and, you know, seeing them was such a a joy. Oh my gosh. I just feel like we have to talk about that. Yeah. So Louis Jacket. So it turns out. So remember that jacket is a hand me down. I just that's, yes. the kids, whatever. But <laughs> his jacket, my job, and then we'll move on to. The but next that little thing. like blue <laughs> felt, um, that blue felt number. It was so with George, the piping. It's yeah, so cute. And it's a Maya. It. It's a Maya kid, which Kate is consistent there. Yes, but George actually wore that previously in 2017 on his way to a Christmas lunch with the Queen. So they're rocking the hand me downs, which I always mm-hmm. love that the Cambridges do so well. Uh, but yeah, that and then Charlotte rejecting William's hand as they walked down the red car. Did oh you see God. that? He just she just like pulled it away and was very like classic Charlotte kind of yeah. you know and he he compensated by like putting his head on her his hand on her head and I was like so he still was like the parent you know but he tried to grab her hand back and then yes. she was like no 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 and like being the rebellious I feel like Charlotte's such a rebel and yeah it was so funny to watch I also read that George asked. William and Kate during the performance why everyone was laughing during oh, a really risque this. joke. And William was like, it's going to take a while to explain the, my way out of this one, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. I think that's funny. And George also looked like the epitome of grown up. I mean, he looked like he was, this was their What's first red carpet. On? He I was like they're owning all it. so tall. These kids are so, like, he, George is seven and I he know. comes up to almost William's shoulder. This oh is wild gosh. to me how tall they are. I know. Kate's really tall. William's tall. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's I'm crazy. I'm from a family of like very very short oh, people. Oh, same. So I'm, to see I'm a healthy like a five year old. <laughs> yeah, he's like taller than me now. <laughs> I also have to say, just like the parenting perspective, the fact that Louis is only two, and he is that well behaved. If I took Finn to something like that, like a it would be a disaster. I don't think he's ready for anything of the sort. Is and he the same age? Are they the same age? Finn is slightly older, and okay. I just can't believe that he's sitting there so well behaved. I mean, I saw that there was like he was mesmerized by the disco ball and like the elf jugglers and things like that but I just was impressed they had very minimal from what we saw from photos and video restlessness in their seats so well done Kate and William I you are braver than I (laughs) it's really incredible I do feel like we haven't seen very much of Louis and that they're super hands-on with him like we've heard and who knows if this is true like major grain of salt but like he's Kate's favorite and looks <laughs> the most like her and I feel like I don't know what that does with her upbringing conjecture like, yeah <laughs> she's always said she like I don't know I don't know I've read that before that she loves Louis and so Aww. I don't know. He's yeah. just he's like a he's a mama's boy and he's like so good. And he seems to have a very good humor about him too. I mean, I think he's laughing in so many photos. So that's so funny. Favorite or not, it's now we're thinking of the crown, right? With the favorite scene. Oh, it's yeah, like with none that of episode, that. We're not implying that. that. Well, 
I also want to point out that their hair is so blonde and they have they have like the most gorgeous like I don't know like dirty blonde hair. I just felt like that was really like that's not Kate at all but but Charlotte is when, brunette, so. That's true. And even when Kate was little, she had brunette hair. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. I just Yeah, love they could get darker the as they get older. Uh, yeah. But Kate also was stunning. She was a vision in that uh, Alessandra Rich dress, which is now sold out. Uh, and and she wore, again, in a Maya mask. She stays consistent. But I just want to <laughs> also mention there was this, what was kind of the cherry on top, the icing on the on the holiday cake was the <laughs> video recap. They have been owning the Instagram game, but yeah. they posted the Cambridges to the Kensington Royal. Basically, video montage of what went down, but all written out to Twas the Night Before Christmas, that poem by Clement Clark Moore. So we're going to play a clip from that. It was two weeks before Christmas, and all through the land, key workers kept working to help give us a hand. The nurses, the doctors, at the heart of the fight... Join teachers, shop workers, volunteers in their plight. And the country was grateful for all they had done and wanted to thank them and bring them some fun. All right, before we move on to the Sussexes, I just want to say that, like, this video, like, how... Okay, we both texted about this. It brought tears to our eyes. Like, it was so unexpected and really so beautifully done. Who wrote that poem is what I want to know. Yeah, really. I know. Their social media team is, like on it. I it brought tears to my eyes because I think seeing the kids of these essential workers mm-hmm. and then giving them toys that they asked for and like I don't know it's it's obviously Christmas is not about the gifts or the toys or any of that but for kids like it it really kind of is and for them the to magic get magic of it. It's it's beautiful. It's like it's like they're so surprised at the end. That's where I cried was at the very end when they all unwrap their gifts and it's exactly what they asked for and it's like Santa's real. I don't know. It just all felt so wonderful. And also like what a treat for us as royal fans to get this you know, behind the scenes glimpse of everything that kind of goes on because I feel like that's what we miss when there's a red carpet that mm-hmm. you don't get to see. Like once they're inside the theater, you get a few photos of them in, you know, in their royal box. But there's not there's not this like whole story. There's like mm-hmm. a narrative there that's just like, I don't know. It was just it was just like such a great way to present what really happened there because we oftentimes just get these photos and we have to you know, conjecture about what went down. And I think that to see, to pull back the curtain a little bit was really fun. But I feel like my question is they must have stayed, like they had to think of that video first, right? Someone who, their team, when they were producing, working on that event, like to have that poem ready and then capture all the footage that reflected what exactly went down. I mean, they had to write the poem first. So just as someone, you know, we're obviously content producers. We just are, (laughs) I'm bowing down to the execution on that. The nuts and bolts of that. Yeah, exactly. But I I loved it and and thought it was And the reindeer wink. I thought that was really yeah, sweet. It was they great. Were. It was great. So well done, Cambridges. You are, you know, you gave us a great Christmas gift end of year. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, keeping up with the Sussexes is our next Royal News Bullet. And there's <laughs> a lot to keep up with. So much. I feel like this needs to be a weekly staple because they're on a roll. So like you said, it's almost like everyone realized that at the same time, there were two weeks of the year left and everyone's like, go, 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 like get it all done in 2020. And so we haven't seen Harry and Meghan together in over a month. And the last we heard from Meghan was her op-ed in the New York Times. So we kind of had this like little period of silence and then it's like, all at once. So on Sunday, we had a surprise appearance from Megan on CNN's annual Heroes TV special. We're going to play a quick clip from that. They nourish their neighbors in more ways than one. And they showed us 
all of us that even in the darkest times, when we come together, we have the power to remind someone else that there is hope and that we will be okay. This was a surprise, right, Roberta? I didn't know anything about this that when when I saw that that it aired that you participated. Yeah, it was a total surprise. It wasn't announced beforehand and we will be okay as she says in that last line is like the answer to her op-ed, which I thought was such like a beautiful through line to kind of bring into her next, you know, next royal sighting. She asked in her op-ed are you okay? You know, ask everyone, are you okay? And the last line is, are you okay? We will be. And Mm -hmm. she says that again in this. So I thought that was kind of wonderful to kind of tie those together in a way to be like, I'm back. I am going to, we will be okay. You know, she suffered the miscarriage in July, which feels like, you know, forever ago, but also not, it wasn't, you know, it was only five months ago. And so I think Are You Okay is just going to be a major part of the Archwell mission statement. I think that that sort of through line and all that they do is is going to be something we continually hear from Harry and Meghan and sort of what is the answer to that? How do we support people and lift yeah. them up so that they do feel okay and I they have the totally resources to feel okay? I could totally see that, yeah. Also, like just the way that this is framed up, like her oh. appearance is like so calm and – you know, hopeful. I feel like there's this like beautiful floral backdrop of lilacs. And this wearing... was at their Montecito home, which is another glimpse. I mean, I feel like it was kind of blurred out, but stunning. Yeah, it's stunning. yeah. They're on that same bench. It looks like that they were at for the Time 100 little mm-hmm. video. Um, and she's wearing a lavender blouse, lavender, you know, berry toned makeup, which was really I beautiful. I loved the pastel sort of, you know, co- I felt like her lip color almost coordinated with the flowers. It was really beautiful. It was so like soft and optimistic. The pastels are really optimistic, I feel like. And that just to me is like the, <laughs> I, I don't know, the ideas that I want to embody right now as we yeah. go into such a stressful time of the year for so many and in especially in a pandemic with that added layer of stress I think that that it's like it's almost like ASMR AMS, yes. ASMR to yeah. watch it's just like to see her in this like field of flowers it's just so beautiful yeah also I want to point out purple so we know purple is a royal hue but her purple mm. was a pastel purple but I thought about this even I just was like, what would Elizabeth Holmes think? <laughs> purple is also the mixing of red and blue, which, at you know, in such a crazy Ooh, year, wow. where we have two polarizing, you know, bipartisan. We still have like a lot of people haven't recognized Joe Biden is the president. Yeah. Like, I feel like her bringing those two colors together in a beautiful way is kind of a symbol. Roberta, in some way, in that a is so I really thought insightful. about it. I love that take. <laughs> It might be too optimistic. No, I don't know. No. It's you know we know that they think about these things so much, and I think that that's it could be a message. It could be a message to come together and unite after so much division this year, and how you know I don't know after an election year, this is so important for us to to not see each other as blue or red, to yeah. see each other as just one. America. Totally. Totally. Well, after that, Megan had another announcement, which is that she is now a startup investor. She invested in Clever Blends, C-L-E-V-R. It's a female-founded small business of adaptogen-filled teas and oat milk lattes, which sound so delicious. I really (laughs) wanted to order them, and I went last night, and they don't ship till January now. Okay, okay. I was like, oh, I can't wait. Are they sold out, or is it just that they are there? I think they're 
she's overwhelmed releases, with orders I'm now sure. that she's announced between that. Megan, but also Oprah's endorsement, which we're gonna right into. exactly. Yeah, so Oprah was sent a gift basket full, and she said it was from her neighbor M, which I thought was really like. Megan must have signed the card M, and so. But I also thought it was funny because in the caption she said yes that M, and then there was the crown emoji. So when Oprah posted I know, it, was like, it, it was like she Oprah. definitely was like, "I'm hinting, but I'm I'm being also very obvious, very obvious." So I love that she, you know, Oprah has 19 million followers. I think I mean that's incredible to have such an endorsement from someone like Oprah, and it then- also doesn't come cheap like to get that kind of endorsement. She obviously didn't pay for it, so for Megan to get that, you know, kind of endorsement of something that she's investing in and for Clever to get that endorsement, I think it really speaks to their friendship. And that Oprah like made the latte on camera. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt it like really that was sold like, oh, okay, me. that's how it works. Because it's yeah. like weird to see like, ba- I don't know, like a bag of powder. It's like sometimes that feels, that feels really like abstract. For some yeah. Reason. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. I'm not capable. I know. <laughs> it's also $28. It's not cheap. Yeah. Like, there are, it says 14 servings. So that averages like $2 a coffee, which I have paid I don't even want to tell you how much more yeah. than that for just a cup of coffee. But Wait, Roberta, so have- one more thing I just wanted to mention about the video with Oprah is that it made me think of you because her, Oprah's dog oh. was barking in the background the whole time. Oh, <laughs> I thought of when we recorded. But so I thought many it's like dogs. Oprah just like us. I love those moments. <laughs> I know. I'm grateful for Daisy being quiet right now, but she's, she's laying low. She's hanging the in. The delivery people aren't here yet. Yeah. Yes. Um, but so her, the Duchess of Sussex's statement to Fortune said, this investment is in support of a passionate female entrepreneur who prioritizes building community alongside her business. I'm proud to invest in Hannah's commitment to sourcing ethical ingredients and creating a product that I personally love and has a holistic approach to wellness. I believe in her and I believe in the company. So Clever Blends is a woman-led, they describe themselves as a woman-led mission-driven wellness company that is dedicated to giving a shit, which I love. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really like, cool. Like, we should all give more of a shit, I feel like. Yeah. Um, I, it's interesting to me to think about, like, what else could she do this for? Like, what other brands are, like, something that came to mind was, like, Quiana, which is a female-founded mm-hmm. brand, or, like, Birdies, which she always wears, or Rothy's that promotes sustainability. Like, there's so many things, and it's, like, she could blow them out of the water. Like, they yeah. could be – they could be – selling their entire 2021 inventory I feel like if she does this it's so crazy yeah it's interesting how she chose this if you know it just aligns with her personal taste like what she you know she is probably a longtime drinker of this and really believes in it but but I feel like it is interesting how she'll pick and choose if she does more of this well and I love that this brand is actually headquartered in Montecito yeah. So it's like literally in their in backyard. backyard. Yeah. And she must, I mean, they introduced it into a Santa Barbara coffee shop in 2017. And so she must have just gone, had a latte, talked to, the, I mean, I feel like this is, there's a story behind this that we don't really get to see, but that there was a lot of thought and that this is something that maybe she'll continue to do for brands that she like really, really loves. But I get total TIG vibes from. Yeah. I mean, because what if Archwell's website has like a shop and it's. Ugh brands that they've invested. There goes all my money. (laughs) I also think it's interesting because tabloids not – I'm just peaking them. I'm not believing them. But a lot of tabloids in the UK are giving Megan flack for investing and saying it doesn't uphold the royal rules. But I'm like, I just feel like they're on their own. This – you know, again, I think that they're not talking – Megan and Harry aren't aren't both supporting the queen and then going against the queen. I think that they are doing what is allowed and what is, you know, their – 
in their new role, what they're able to do. So it's interesting to read the opposing side. I also don't feel like there's an actual rule against it. No, there's definitely not. I think people are just (laughs) ready to hate, always ready to hate. Protocol, and they like slap protocol on anything. Bah humbug. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And finally, okay, finally, the Spotify deal. The Sussexes are now podcasters, which – I guess we should just end the podcast here and say, you know, <laughs> throw in the towel. Never. They're going to come on the us. show. Come on. Come on. Collab <laughs> please, in the future. Yeah, please. Please come as guests on our show. Or we'll go All on right. their show. Yeah. <laughs> JK. Oh, man. That that would be amazing. Archual Audio is is the name of the uh, is the name of the podcast company. And they have a new logo, which I loved. I love the script font. So they said that their programming will aim to build community through shared experience, narratives, and value. They want to celebrate kindness and compassion, which will underlie everything you hear at Archwell Audio. Don Ostroff, who's the chief creative officer at Spotify, called them citizens of the world, which I thought was just – it's like even like a level up from – royals of the uk it's like no they're citizens of the world now which is really impressive they're gonna host and produce these podcasts it's a multi-million dollar multi-year deal some people reporting it as 35 million Newsweek oh, was saying that, that that's what they that was likely what they received. It was I didn't Newsweek see a dollar said. amount, so yeah. that's really interesting. Thirty five million. And Netflix is somewhere in the hundred hundreds of millions. So yeah. they are doing well, I would say. Um, they are aiming to elevate underrepresented voices. And in their statement, Harry and Megan said, we, what we love about podcasting is that it reminds all of us to take a moment and to really listen, to connect to one another without distraction. With the challenges of 2020, there has never been a more important time to do so because when we hear each other and hear each other's stories, we are reminded of how interconnected we all are. Rachel, what do you hope to like hear from them for this podcast? Well, I am I'm just so curious, are they going to be the ones are they going to be like us, like hosting every single episode? Will they kind of share the mic, pass it over to other people to host? What will the content look like? I mean, it's interesting because we know from their teaser, which we're gonna play a clip from, that they are releasing a holiday special. But my question is, is that does that mean we're getting it? In the next week, like I'm yeah, they so said by they said by in the next year. couple of weeks, yeah, yeah by the that's end of the year, a couple weeks. Let's away. play the let's play, let's play the clip. Should we should we start? No, ladies first. No, say it because I think it sounds really nice with your accent. Well, Archwell Audio, Arch, yeah, Archwell Audio. I mean, really, <laughs> and welcome to Archwell Audio. Now he has a podcast voice. Roberta, he does. They both have podcast voice. Like hearing them in my headphones, it's so I get chills. Soothing. I tweeted that it's, and I never ever tweet, <laughs> but I tweeted that it's like a cup of hot cocoa for your ears, which sounded really good when I typed it, but now it's like a no, little I bit like weird. No, I like that. I know what you mean by that. Yeah, no, I, it's, I just so felt like, lovely. also, I loved Harry kind of flubbing Archwell. I mean, I'm sure maybe intentionally, like the, how, when he was like, he misspoke a couple of times because A, it's us. We definitely do that. But also, Archwell, you know, we've all gone back and forth over the course of the year of how you say it. So now we firmly know how to say say it. Archwell Audio. Great it, name. So powerful. Really amazing. I do think that, to answer your question from before, I th- th- feel like they will host 
but bring on a lot of guests who who make up the bulk of the episodes. I'm hoping it's weekly, and I hope that we can kind of get a behind-the-scenes look at their lives in these little – like this this little exchange that we just played is like so flirty and fun, and I feel like that's like so delightful for their fans to hear. I think that was what was felt so unexpected in the trailer. I was like, wow, re- this feels really, you know – unscripted, off the cuff. They're definitely, yeah. we're seeing their banter. We almost don't want it to be super produced. Like we, I, I want it to be like, they reveal things about themselves and there isn't a lot of production value. There isn't like all these bells and whistles, like to be like stripped down and to just hear them talk is what I would love. And I also want more of what we heard on Teenager Therapy. I feel like they really kind of that episode when they that they participated in the content itself if you're separating the fact that it was Megan and Harry was also really helpful. I think that I learned a lot about, you know, mental health and asking people if you're okay and I think hearing from them in an extended forum really this is a powerful platform for them. I also think because I've been the one wishing for their Instagram to return, I think that I'm okay if podcasts are how we hear from them consistently versus Instagram for a while because for them there's no trolls in this platform. You know, if they want to read their their emails, you know, I'm sure they have producers filtering it. I think that that is much healthier for them. Mhm. Yeah, no, totally. And that's I think that's why like you know, we've talked so much about like what are they going to do without social media because it seems like they really have kind of taken this firm stance against a lot of platforms this year with their, you know, talking about kindness online and how they want to work towards bettering online communities. But I think podcasts are a perfect way for them to get on social media, quote, I know this isn't social media, but like to get on something and get their message out there without having the trolls and the comments and all that. So it it is really interesting that they chose podcasting. I feel like they have to come on as guests. They do. (laughs) Roberta, but who, who is your dream guest? If they were to have anyone on the show, who would it be? Is it crazy to say like, Prince William and Kate. <laughs> no. <laughs> I want them to all host a podcast. I mean, I feel like weird? that would be bold. And then then they are in power of controlling the narrative themselves if they did something like that. I'd love more Obama time because I know Obama <sighs> also has a Spotify deal, so they can obviously make that happen and they're friendly. Michelle. But I just love their banter. You know, oh yeah, the Obama. It doesn't sound like I, – I do feel like it sounds like underrepresented voices is going to really be people's stories yeah. like – the female founder of Clever or like, you know, teenager therapy or it could be like feel serial-esque like it, too in a, you know, yeah. but in a biographical sense where they're, you know, telling people's stories that way. I mean, right. it might not be them hosting every episode. This is so exciting. It's so <laughs> exciting. Also, I didn't realize that the Netflix deal was announced in September. That's not that long ago. No, no. I was going to say, too, like, since the op-ed that Megan just recently wrote for the New York Times, which labeled her as mother feminist advocate, just in the last, like, week and a half, she can add investor, podcaster to that list. Right. There's just 2021 right. looks bright for, you know, the Sussexes so and the Cambridges. Right. There's so much to look forward Stacey to. Stacey Abrams like- would be another good guess. I just thought oh, of that. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Especially Sorry. with the, yeah, the Georgia runoffs and all that stuff, yeah. too. Whew. All right. Should we move on to our yeah, highs? Yeah, we should. All right. You kick it off. All right. Us. Before we adjourn the Royal Pod, here are our highs and lows. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. So my low is, this is such a weird thing, but uh, we just recently talked about Princess Eugenie and Jack Brooksbank moving to Frogmore Cottage, 
Well, apparently they were there for six weeks and they're, they've moved out or they've temporarily left. We don't really know. There's not, the details are super spotty, but they're back at Ivy Cottage at Kensington Palace. So I sometimes think that like, you know, is it haunted? That's I, don't, what I, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the tabloids coined it as a mysterious ex- exit. For all that's we know, true. their plan was always to go back and forth, but it's weird. So that's kind of my low. I'm curious. Yeah, I, I read somewhere that Harry and Eugenie had worked out an arrangement So this is not unexpected. They were, I don't know, who knows? This is all speculation, but I do think that Harry and Eugenie have obviously communicated in these past few weeks and they, he knew she was leaving and she told him. And so it's not like we have to pack up our bags in the middle of the night and get out. You know what I mean? Like this was, this was kind of thought of, I don't know. That's what the sun said is that this was an arrangement between them and they but the sun are each aware. Who knows? Yeah. True. True. <laughs> I also feel like maybe they got to the suburbs and were like, nope, not for us. <laughs> Back to London. <laughs> Who, knows? Who knows? There's a lot of speculation. They do want to raise the child outside of the royal life, out, without a title. I think maybe, you know, it could have felt too close to Windsor. Who knows? Who knows? It's yeah, all... Time will tell. It's so interesting, though, to have moved in and then move out. I don't yeah. know haunted um (laughs) milo is the queen's accidental tweet this week she tweeted thanks no punctuation no context nothing at all just thanks and left it up for six minutes who knows her staff could have accidentally you know pocket tweeted whatever it is I just think that's 2020 in a nutshell. Like, <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I Everyone that. was like, thanks. What does it mean? And we're all just reading into it. It's nothing. It's a mistake. And it's like, uh. Spawned a million sure stories. That, yeah. 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 It got tweeted like hundreds and hundreds of times before they took it down. Which is Hilarious. Wild, oh so, my gosh. Well, yeah. my high of the week is the news. The royal adjacent news we mentioned at the top of the show. Pippa Middleton's pregnancy. Woo. It's not confirmed yet by Pippa, but people and page six both confirmed it and had an insider source. Uh, And I think when she announced Arthur, who's now two, her first son, she did that via a magazine article. So maybe we'll get something that's a little bit more formal from her coming out. But I'm very excited. I feel like between James's James Middleton's wedding, which was delayed until 2021, and a new baby from Pippa, the Middletons are giving us a lot of hope for 2021. I know. I feel like the Sussexes are having a huge 2021. The Middletons are. It's it's going to be an exciting year all around. No pressure, 2021. But yeah, really, no pressure. We're we're all hoping for a lot from you. Yeah. <laughs> and my high is Camilla's dog unveiling that plaque at Battersea Dogs and Cats Home. This was kind of a little bit old, like right after our last episode aired, but I just thought it was really funny. And Cam gives zero fucks. And I'm sure <laughs> we're going to have to put an explicit tag on this now. But I thought it was hilarious. Like, I feel like after the crown airing, she's just like, I want to bring my dog and he's going to pull the plaque curtain off, you know, it's just like so like, I don't know, it just feels so her and like she doesn't give a shit and I love that. Yeah. So her dog Beth is the one who uh, there was a sausage attached to the curtain rope and I feel like this plaque unveiling is kind of so boring and so dry and like the royals do it all the time that they've they like had this brilliant idea and they were like, let's just run with it. And so I think that was really amazing and then beth is like misbehaving at the end and like won't let go and camilla's just laughing and it's just it's i don't know it's like so good they they do kind of need and we talk about this like this good pr and image work and brand you know reputation work done because of 
kind of people's the public's perception i think of from the show and so this is this is just like a hilarious lighthearted moment of like we don't care you yeah. know like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. like amazing amazing it oh. really was well we're on the cusp of 2021 lots to look forward to just a reminder before we close the show Leave us the royal rating of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Reminder to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. And follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast or in the Facebook group at Royally Obsessed. You can drop us an email at info at gallery podcast. We'd love to hear from you always. And follow us personally on Instagram. I'm at RKBNYC. And I'm at Robbie Frito. Until next week. God, God save, save the pod. God. Should we say till next year? <laughs> till next. No, 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 no. We have two more episodes. Two more episodes. <laughs> the crown episode. Don't forget to listen. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's okay. my last plug. <laughs> Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.